Welcome to the Something to Consider podcast. Our mission is to take a closer look at basic biblical principles and find a way to practically live them out in our everyday lives. Thank you for listening. Enjoy this episode. So for the past several weeks, I've been working on a mini-series called I Doubt It, and we're going to take a look at an excerpt from the first message, which was titled I Doubt It. The father of a demon-possessed boy in Mark chapter 9 brings his son to Jesus, to the disciples, and it's not going like the father thought it was going to go, and it's also not looking like the disciples thought it was going to look. So check out this clip from the first message, I Doubt It verse 17. A man in the crowd answered, teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they couldn't. So this guy shows up because he's heard that Jesus heals the sick. He's heard that that Jesus and the disciples are casting out demons, but after the disciples lay hands on this boy, nothing changes. He was told one thing, but now he's experiencing another. I wonder if there's anybody in here or watching online where what you see doesn't match what God said. When what you're experiencing doesn't match your expectations. But what if God doesn't meet your expectations because he wants to exceed them? What if God doesn't meet your expectations because he plans to exceed them? Who knows that sometimes what you have in mind is not what God has in store. Then Jesus, right after this, responds with a really encouraging word. He says, you unbelieving generation, how long do I have to stay here with you? How long do I have to put up with this? Just bring him to me. You know, Jesus is like, all right, come on. Let's dive into this a little bit. So here's a quick side note. When we first read this, and, and anybody read that scripture before? When I read that, I think that he's talking to me. I think he's talking to all the people around you know, all of humanity that will eventually read this verse of scripture, but it was actually most likely directed at his disciples. You see, Jesus has been walking with these disciples, with his people. He's been healing people, casting demons out, feeding thousands, walking on water, and now they lay hands on this this boy and it doesn't work. I don't know about you, but a lot of times, most of the time actually, when I'm reading through the Old Testament, or I'm reading through the New Testament, it doesn't matter, Um, I picture the disciples as being these guys, well, they were wearing robes most likely, but a robes and a sash, you know, and they're these mighty men of God and, and they walk around and they don't doubt because they're walking with Jesus. They don't doubt because they're walking with truth himself. But don't you think after the third or fourth or fifth times of laying hands on this boy and nothing happening, that they begin to doubt that anything would happen? Have you ever tried to do something that you're certain God asked you to do or you're pretty sure God asked you to do and it just isn't working? Or maybe it isn't as easy as you thought it was going to be. And now you're saying things like, maybe, maybe I missed it. Hello. Maybe this just isn't supposed to happen. But what if in reality, you're exactly where you're supposed to be? Right. You see, Jesus knew that this was coming long before he went up on that mountain. He knew that this man with a demon-possessed son was going to bring his son to the disciples and the disciples weren't going to be able to make it happen. He could have told them, which would have been cool, right? Hey, guys, by the way, when I'm gone, there's come to you. You're not going to be able to make it happen, but don't lose faith. Keep trying, keep doing it. It's going to work out for you. He didn't do that. Why, why did he not do that? He wanted them to learn something that you and I need to understand right now. It's okay to have doubts. Just don't let the doubts become a dead end. It's okay to feel. 
It's okay to ask questions. Just don't let the doubt disable you. So let's take a, let's take a time warp back in time. Imagine that you're there, okay, in this moment. And Jesus is up on a mountain. And let's say Simon, the other James, they're standing there. I'm like, all right, Jesus is gone. This boy needs delivered. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then Jesus is going to come back. And he's going to be like, way to go, man. You did it. This is awesome. So, so the boy comes, the father comes, and they're like, all right, put him right here. Put him right here. And he comes up, and he lays hands on him. Lord, bless him. Heal him. Deliver him. Amen. And nothing happens. Wow. That's odd. Let me, let me try the other side. I'm going to stand at the other side. That might, maybe it's the wrong side. Let me try this. All right. Lord, blessing, healing. Amen. And nothing happens. And so they're scratching their head and they're like, okay, okay, hold on. No, you come over here. You stand behind him. You stand right there. Uh, you stand here and I'm going to pray again. All right, Lord, bless him, heal him. And nothing happens. And, and they get so desperate that they even ask Thomas to come over and pray for him. And Thomas ain't got no faith. Come on, somebody. <laughs> That's not in Scripture, but, but you can just imagine. You know, and they probably did the thing. Maybe you've had somebody pray for you. Like, they were like, put, a, put their hand on his head, you know. And it's like, you ever been prayed for like that? Somebody comes up with a whack. And they're like, hey, gee, get out, you know. You can just imagine that that's what they're feeling and they're thinking does anybody have anointing oil does anybody have a bible we can lay on him it's not working and so verse 20 they bring the boy to jesus when the spirit saw jesus it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion he fell to the ground and rolled around foaming at the mouth jesus asked the boy's father how long has he been this pause right there been like this let's let's look at that a little bit deeper again just imagine you're there jesus shows up okay things are not going great. And so Jesus shows up and it's like, oh, thank God, this is going to work. This is definitely going to work. So Jesus shows up. This demon throws this boy into a convulsion. He's on the ground, rolling around, foaming at the mouth. His father is standing there, helpless, hopeless, totally distraught. And so Jesus sees this and he, he looks over at the father and he says, uh, uh, how long has that been happening? C can you see it coming or is it, is it totally random? Maybe it's his diet as you try to food allergy test. Maybe it's gluten or dairy. Jesus is totally nonchalant. He's not concerned about a thing. And then in verse 22, the father says, like, from childhood, what difference does it make how long it's been happening? I mean, it often throws him into water or fire to try to kill him. Like, do you need an insurance card to treat him, a copay? What is going on right now? Do you not take Blue Cross Blue Shield? What is happening? This father has watched his son have seizures, convulsions, lose his ability to speak, get thrown into water and fire. And so he comes to the only place he knows to come and it does not work. The prayers are not working. Laying on of hands are not working. And he's thinking to himself, but all these other people got their healing. I've heard that you're casting out demons of all these other people. Or for us today, I see God's favor on their life, but I don't see it on my life. I see that these people have supernatural faith, but I don't. This father's standing there, all these people get their healing, but, but, but my son is still in bondage. People said you could do it, but at this point, I'm doubting that you actually can. And so I'm sure feeling the defeat of the moment, the father says, verse 22, he says, okay, take a step back. Look, if you can do anything, helpless okay if you can't i'm gonna take my son and we're gonna leave if you can do anything please help me but at this point i'm starting to lose faith that you can i think i'm gonna take my son and go if you can 
The father was done. He was done. He's done. Now remember, Jesus has just come down from a literal mountaintop experience. We've heard that, right? We're like, man, it was a mountaintop experience and, and it was amazing and God blessed me and then I go from the mountaintop to the valley and I save all the people and I go back up to them. You've heard the whole thing, right? Jesus was literally, that's where that comes from. He had a mountaintop experience. All right, he was just transformed into majesty and glory you couldn't even look at. He was having a conversation with Moses and Elijah, the father himself. You see, Jesus can do it. There's no question if Jesus can do it. But the humanity of this father, the reality of his emotion and rationalization kicks in. And in his heart, at this moment in time, he isn't sure that God can do it. So you can understand in the next verse when Jesus says, uh, what do you mean if I, if I can do it? Take a step back. What do you, hold on a second. What do you mean if I can do it? Now keep in mind, this man's son <laughs> is still on the ground, rolling around, foaming at the mouth, gnashing his teeth, whatever that means. Have you heard that term before, gnashing your teeth? What does that mean? I don't even, I don't know what that means. It sounds really violent. It's not good. He's rolling on the ground, gnashing his teeth, and Jesus takes time for another question. <laughs> what do you mean if I can? Now, I know you didn't just say that. What do you mean if I can? If you only knew who I was talking to a little bit ago. If you only knew who you were talking to right now. Then Jesus says, everything is possible for one who believes. Keep in mind, Jesus still has not healed this man's son. This whole time, he's rolling around on the ground. An absolute disaster an absolute mess, in total bondage. Jesus isn't focused on the son. He's focused on this father. And at this point, it almost seems like Jesus is waiting on something. Like he's trying to pull something out of this father. You see, Jesus is clearly not concerned about this demon. We can tell because he's still asking questions. Jesus is like, I see that. And I'm going to take care of that. Don't worry, that is not a problem for me. But right now, Jesus is focused on the Father. There must be more going on than meets the eye. Then so full of frustration, and at the absolute end of his rope, immediately the Father's boy exclaimed, I do believe, but help my unbelief. I do believe it, but I'm doubting you. I believe it. Help my unbelief. I believe at this point, Jesus takes a step back. He smiles and he says, that's what I was looking for. That's it. Not this fake facade of supernatural faith. Not this Christianese answer to an unsolvable problem, but real emotion, real intimacy, real vulnerability. When this man was 100% honest with God about the doubts that he had in his heart. If you'd like to hear more from the miniseries, I Doubt It, search Summit Elkins anywhere you get your digital content. You can find it there. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week. 